Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Welcome to New Life Live. Glad you're here with me. Dr. Alice Benton is in the studio along with Mark Cameron. Really happy about that. And uh, last day of February, here it is. So really glad you tuned in so that tomorrow can be, be a whole new beginning on a lot of things. And hi, Mark. Hi, hi Alice. Hi, Steve. And hi, to, to that end, a brand new beginning in the way you look, feel, and feel about yourself and joining me one of my favorite people one of the most incredible people can can literally feel dress an elk and help us (laughs) stay fit and she's fun michelle spatafora michelle how are you i'm doing well steve it's good to hear from you people must be wondering Okay, she can feel dress an elk, and what does that have to do with fitness? <laughs> well, I think it shows that you're fit for every occasion. You're prepared. I have a, uh, yeah. a nephew who married someone who could field dress a deer, and I thought that is the perfect person for, for him. <laughs> Michelle, we've done Lose It for Life together for years, and the great thing is if a person is extremely overweight you're able to help them move in a way and and you get them started and then pretty soon uh they're not sitting in a chair anymore i mean it's just for everybody talk about what you do what you want to see people do and lose it for life yeah so um what i love about partnering with you steve is that you guys do such you just do such a great job at really taking on those things that are under the surface because when people are trying to lose weight or get more fit they often just think about behavior change but i love how you go after really what are the thought changes what are the things that are really holding us back and then i can step in and really help with some of those things that are a little bit above the surface the things we typically think about like exercise and how to eat healthy and all that so what i love to do is to really just see um and show people that they can do this. Like, right. they can move. They can sit in a chair, and they can move, and they can make changes. And there was just one lady that I remember, you know, she told me that oh, she sat in that chair, and um, 11 months later, she finally could stand up for a workout. Mm-hmm. There you but go. Then she moved on, and, I, and she ended up losing 250 pounds. And I said, what, what was the biggest change in your life? And she said, I can now drive a car. I couldn't reach the pedals before, oh and I have a lap. I have a lap that my grandchildren can now sit in, and she. It's the hope that she needed. It's the you know the the community that she needed, and that's what I love to do is to help people to realize this is doable and show them really practical ways that they can move forward when it comes to their fitness and their eating. And Loser for Life is a one day 
online experience, mm-hmm. but you end up with friends for life because you have a group and you can choose to go forward with that group. And many people are still going forward with people they met at Lose It for Life. Again, this is a plan to do something in getting fit and losing weight that you can do the rest of your life. Like, here's how you can lose weight. Don't eat anything. Okay, so but that's going to lose muscle, and then you're going to eventually eat again. And you're going to make up for all that non-eating. But with this, everything we tell you to do is simple, and you can do it for the rest of your life. That's what we do. And, as Michelle said, we go under and find the it that's causing all of this or keeping it in place. And you can sign up, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. I hope you'll join us. Thanks, Michelle, for being here. Thanks for the person that you are and letting us work with you. You are greatly appreciated. 1-800-229-3000 to join us on the program right now. 1-800-229-3000. And we're going to go to Susie right when we get back. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arderman here. And you can join us at 1-800-229-3000. That's the number's always been will be for a very long time. If you support us, it'll be for a very long time. By the way, Lose It For Life is March the 18th with Michelle Spatafora, me, Alice, did you have something? Steve, you were- I do, because I got to go to Lose It For Life years ago. I just did one of Michelle's exercise videos over the weekend. She mm. makes exercise so accessible. She has these awesome 10-minute videos that yeah. on the, my worst days, that's the last thing I want to do, but I know I can do that. And she was the first person I ever met to combine faith and fitness. And it does take exercise to a different level when you connect it with a spiritual reason why you want to get healthy and be strong. And she just has a high energy level. She's got this awesome spirit that's very easy to connect with, and you feel better after you interact with her. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, She represents the spiritual strength you need to do things. And a lot of people don't understand the concept of weightlessness that we talk about. And I'll tell you what it is. pretty simple. If you weigh so much um, or you're so out of shape that people uh, judge you by appearance before they ever get to know you, What we want to do uh, is not make you thin. We want to help you to be weightless, which means you're not defined by your weight. It's just a wonderful life. If you don't think, um, well, like we, we lie to children and say, it's not what you are on the outside, it's what you are on the inside. Well, that is true, but it's also true that people do need to have the best appearance possible, especially young people getting out in the mm-hmm. in the dating world and the job world and all of that. So uh, while we have the thing of what God looks at is on the inside, that's true. But we live in a fallen world and people look on the outside, and that's true. They both go together. If you are just simply in shape and doing the best you can with what you got, then everybody wins, and that's what it's all about. And you will never be the same if you're like some of the people that are now standing in one leg of the jeans that they used to wear 
both legs. 1-800-229-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Susie, Memphis, Tennessee, and she listens on the Internet. Hello, Susie. How are you? Hi. I have called you several times, and I am a member, and I'm blessed for that and blessed for all of you. You've called several times. You mean we didn't fix it? (laughs) Any time. All right. Well, We'll do better. We'll try harder. Keep coming up, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. True. This is about the same person. My daughter, 39, is going to have a baby in the early summer. I have an eight-year-old granddaughter with her, and I'm praying the Lord will cover this so nobody will know me. (laughs) And... um, uh, her boyfriend is about to move in does not want to get married uh, I have not talked to him or said anything to anybody except my daughter of course about this and I have to be careful because she was raised under the pews you know that kind of kid they're out there now and right. they're not real interested so I want to know if you could tell me anything that I could do or should do that might be able to help them all right well, yes, there's a lot you can do uh, to help them, fortunately. And, um, well, Mark, what are you thinking? And then I'll chime in here in a minute. So, Susie, when you say to help them, do you mean to encourage them to get married or what kind of support well, you can be? I, I need to do the support thing because I have to be very careful what I say because I'm raising adult children, <laughs> and we know what that fun is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it, it's it's challenging when you've got when you when your kids are this age, right? Because um, they're you know your daughter's an adult, and so she gets to make her adult decisions. And I th- I think probably what the best thing that you can do is is um, just to be able to be available to her in this time. It sounds like she's in um, a, in a transition going on here, right? She's pregnant. She's about to give birth. Um, right. And and so just. Yeah, I, I think that you maintain influence in her life just by being able to be present and to be able to be a support for her. Um, right. Do you have concerns for her when you say that her boyfriend doesn't want to get married or they don't want to get married? Do you have concerns about well, what might happen with the relationship? Yeah, he is more um, um, negative about marriage from his own family breakup when he was a teenager, I think. I think. And um, I didn't know if it would be appropriate um, I think that she kind of keeps him at a distance from me because she doesn't want me to say too much, you know, whatever. But that may not be true. Well, I, all right, okay, let me ask you this. Last time you talked with her, how long ago was that? Uh, about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Nice conversation? Yes. Good. Uh, pretty good. Okay. So, here's a, a concept that you might think about pulling off a conversation around this with her. This is my hate your way forward plan, is what I call it. Hate your way. Hate your way forward. So, if we have a goal in mind, a picture of our life going forward, but we're doing things that aren't going to get us there, It's because there's certain things we hate. And the way we get to where we want to be, or 
as I would say, where God wants us to be, uh, is we have to do things we hate to do. You know, if my son wants to go to college and he hates this one class and doesn't want to do the homework, I tell him, you're going to have to hate your way forward through this class. And that is just the way I say, as a mature human being, you have to do some things you hate to do to move forward. And, you know, we used to joke about one of my kids, oh, she was almost uncomfortable there. So, and, and because kids have it so easy. And so we have to do things we're uncomfortable with, things that we hate, things that we don't want to do. So I might be saying to her, what, what is it that you're really hoping for in the long run? Or that you want? Is it you two to be together 10 years from now? Things like that. And then talk to her about the things that might be in the way of her getting to that place where she's experiencing what she wants to experience. Find the things she hates. Does she hate marriage? Or does she hate telling a guy, you're not good enough for me? What is it? Because, you know, sometimes... When there is a baby, the couple getting married isn't the answer. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it... I agree. And so, you, if you knew things that would say he's not the answer, or if she's ever given you some things that say he's not the answer, then you'd want to feel free to say maybe marriage isn't the thing that's going to move you forward. Maybe living alone is something that you hate. And maybe you have to hate your way forward by saying, um, I don't think he should move in. I would be talking to her about territorial rights. Once a man moves in with a woman, he feels like he's entitled to so many things, including never leaving even though she wants him to leave. Alice, uh, what do you think about all of this for her? Susie, you mentioned that your daughter might be keeping you away from him. Have you ever had a tendency to say too much to her or point out her mistakes too frequently? Well, we've been through a lot. We're very good. We have a good relationship. But, you know, how it is when you're too close. I've lived with her a lot. So I have overstepped the boundaries, but I've also and right there to forgive, ask for forgiveness. So our relationship is pretty solid. And uh, her father, did he and his behavior perhaps add to her aversion to marriage? Most definitely. Her father passed away. Hmm. So I would offer some empathy letting her and her boyfriend know if you have the chance that you don't blame them that they're not choosing marriage given that they both have grown up with some mess in their experience with marriages you, I agree with that yes and uh, you might also share that your your hope is for their future and living together it, it doesn't predict a good healthy relationship in the future and so you're concerned for that I would be very brief if you make that statement. If you've already made it, I would not repeat it again. We are called to speak truth into the lives of our children, but we're not called to bash them over the head with that truth. It tends to shut them right. down yeah. to it. And yeah. then... And you mean both of them 
both of them or just one of them? Should I say that to both of them? I th- my hope would be to both of them. Okay, good. Wonderful. And, Wonderful. And then offer your help, your assistance in any way that you truly, cheerfully, generously can. Because I would guess your daughter is overwhelmed and maybe she feels like the the father of her child is the one that she absolutely needs the help from. Maybe it feels like she's not getting enough help. And so offering that as well might lighten her load a little bit. Yes, Susie, I I think that I know you're saying that your daughter doesn't want you to say too much to uh, her boyfriend, but this person is going to be in your life now. Um, he's going to be the father of one of your grandchildren. So you get to build a separate yeah. relationship with him. And, of course, I think what Alice is saying is solid. You need to be careful about You don't want to bash them over the head. But you, you also no, want right. right? It's an ongoing relationship that develops. Right. And and so I, I think it's fair for a parent to be able to also talk about, you know, bring up concerns that they have. And also, again, I think finding the balance that you're offering support to. Is this going to be his first child? Yes, and yeah. he's never been married, never lived with anybody. Right, and so this is going to be a huge adjustment for him, right? He's never had a child before. Oh, he's never been through a pregnancy before. So you can actually terrified. be a support yes. for him as he goes through this new experience and help build that relationship that way. And they're more likely to receive your opinion and your influence in the long haul mm-hmm. if you're there and you're helpful and supportive and empathic to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, here's right. another thing. Your husband isn't alive, right? No. So maybe there is somebody at church that could nurture this guy, develop a a relationship with him, really try to be the friend, discipler, um, go-to guy. Maybe there are a couple of people that you know that might be able to do that and just show interest in him because somebody needs to be developing good things into his life. Someone needs to be doing what a good father would do at this stage, and he doesn't have that. Exactly. And the same with her. You might want to find uh, some other people that can talk with her that has have that would help her, and they might hear better than you. You know, oh, yeah, and that would that will have to be a God thing because she's got a nice group around her. That's yeah, that's great. Uh, this has been good advice, though. Um, nice group around her. What does that mean? She has a nice group. Uh, Maybe nice not so nice. On or? her, on her yeah. terms. Yeah, not right. But I would like. But yeah. not that they're bad people. Or, yeah. You know, All right. Okay, well, I'm very, very uh, glad that you called, and I'll send you a copy of Jim Burns' book, Doing Life with Our Adult Children, and I hope that that will be of help to you, and I'm really glad you called again. Call the next time something comes up. We would love to talk with you. Isn't it amazing how complicated things are? Isn't it amazing how difficult things can be on top of other difficulties not not happy making all right if you want to join us 1-800-229-3000 if you need help please come to lose it for life or emotional freedom every man's battle we just did restore uh, this past weekend and of course it was pretty phenomenal as always you can find out about all of those 1-800-NEW-LIFE that is the number to call 
All right, we'll take this break and come back. Again, our number here, 1-800-229-3000. We're in the studio for two solid hours, and we'd love to have you join us. If you've never looked at newlife.com, there are so many resources there. Check it out. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back with you and really glad that you're joining us. 1-800-229-3000. Carly's going to be our next phone call, but first... Larry Sonnenberg is in the studio, and uh, what do you have for us today, Larry? Steve, I've got a testimony, and there's two reasons I want to read this. One is it's from a man that went to a scholar, went to every man's battle on a scholarship, uh, and our scholarship fund is getting very low, and so we're going to need to get some support for that. But it's also the week of every man's battle, so I want I want men to be encouraged. I want your, the wives to be encouraged that their husbands ought to go. Here's what it says. This weekend started as a group of strangers sitting in a room. By day three, I feel like I have a band of brothers surrounding me. I came here with a lot of shame and with a lot of baggage. That for a majority of my life, I kept pushed way down in my heart. This weekend taught me that I'm not alone and that by bringing past hurt and struggles into the light, there's so much freedom to be had. One of the lies of the enemy is I'm unredeemable and that I should just deal with my struggles on my own. This weekend further affirmed the importance of brotherhood and community. He does not see me as my mistake or the way I have seen myself with my shame messages in the past, but through his lens of mercy and grace. Walking forward, I know this fight isn't over, but that I am redeemed. I have a desperate hunger to pursue a more and more full relationship with the Lord and with others. It's wonderful. There it is. It's a, it's a challenge to deal with the physical problem and then when you start to feel hope and a lack of shame from that just like he said now he's starting to build a better relationship with the Lord and so often we have an excuse and it's a lie and I really do believe it's a it's a result of spiritual warfare. Satan really would mm-hmm. like you to not ever deal with this. And then you will not ever have a deep, passionate relationship with your spouse. And then you will not ever have a deep relationship with God. You know, we say no one thing changes everything. But this one thing changes a lot of things. Really, a lot of things because it's it's at the core of who you are as a man. I hope and pray you will sign up, and if if not, I hope that your some wife is listening, knowing that men go because a wife says you have to. They don't want to be there. We don't care. <laughs> then it's our job to take that guy that doesn't want to be there and turn him around, and it happens almost every time. Larry, Steve. Um I want anybody can help us by giving to their scholarship fund, but I really want to appeal to anybody who's been to one of our workshops. And if you've received a scholarship and things have changed and you can pay it forward, or if you didn't need a scholarship but you know what those workshops mean, uh, please help us. This is the first time I remember having our scholarship fund dip this low. And uh, it, it dipped low enough that somebody suggested in our staff that we stop giving scholarships. And I said, no, we're going we're gonna to find the money. And if we dip into operations for a day or two, a week, we'll catch up. So, but we need your help. 
So please make a gift. I really appreciate it. The scholarship doesn't sail unless you provide the wind in your support. So please help us. You call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and it's coming up next weekend is when you will get to experience every man's battle. No, it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, sorry about that. And and I want to speak to those men who might think, but I I'm only using pornography. I haven't had mm. an actual affair, a physical affair. Men, I I can understand that you may believe you're protecting your marriage from an affair by using pornography, and yet we wives still feel as if you are parading women through the bedroom by your pornography use, and you're truly doing damage to your marriage. It is not protective, but the enemy wants you to think that it is. So even if you're just using pornography, you need every man's battle and your wife your children need you to attend and break that cycle yeah there really is no just using pornography it it is um at the heart of so many problems and we explain to you how pornography you're bonded to the pornography experience and that makes you instantly uh, angry and protective and your wife becomes the enemy because she might destroy what you're bonded to Knowing that's one thing, then getting help at the core of all that is another 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate that. Let's go to Carly, Dallas, Texas, where she's calling from. Hello, Carly. How are you today? Hi, I'm okay. I need some advice from y'all. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm looking for some specific, um, reliable, and unbiased resources that I can give to my college-age daughter regarding the dangers of marijuana use. I've heard y'all mention some university studies about marijuana-induced psychosis and also the other dangers of marijuana use, such as ingredients that might be laced in it. And so I'm looking for something that I can give her to read, because when I try to discuss these things with her, she just dismisses the dangers of it. And yeah. Concerned, she may be experimenting a little bit. Well, I would certainly imagine that to be the case if she's defending marijuana. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk to you about this when we come back. A lot of kids will point to some billionaire who made it big on the internet or, or whatever, and they smoke marijuana. They're public about that. Well, <laughs> That might be the exception. I wonder how much they smoked while they were actually succeeding versus experiencing their success. Anyway, it's a really strange drug. And people think because it's legal, it's okay. But I got to tell you, it's legal to eat margarine also. But it'll kill you. Absolutely will. We'll be back after this. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the one-year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Hello, and we are back to New Life Live, and we were talking with Carly. So, Carly, you were describing that you uh, needed resources for your college-age daughter. Um, would you tell us a little bit more about what, what your daughter's use of marijuana has been like, if she already is using, and what you're worried will happen if this continues? Well, I don't know how much she's using it. Um, one time she accidentally left a voicemail on my phone, and she was talking to her roommate, and they mentioned something about some edibles and they were laughing about and I could tell from this what they were saying that they had had some and um, so that's really the only proof I have of it but I'm just concerned because when I do mention it like I said she just um, is dismissive of that it might be dangerous and she's not a real partier but I mean, I'm not naive. I know in college people try things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do, does she live away from home as she's going to college? Yes. Mm-hmm. And tell us about any leverage you have with her. Are you and your husband or her father, are, are you all funding her college and um, helping her in other financial ways right now? Yes, we are. We're we're supporting her to the tune of about $1,500 a month and that's another thing I was going to ask y'all. What are y'all's thoughts on having her, you know, submit to a drug test? Mm. What What is she influenced by, Carly? Because you, you were talking about wanting to give her resources that she might read, but I'm concerned that if she's so dismissive with, when, with your concerns, are resources going to influence her? Is she going to read them? What do you think? Well, whenever we have had discussions about things we disagree on, she'll always say, well, I read a study that said blah, 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 you know, to refute me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want, I'd like to find like a University of California study, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing right. religious, something academic that I could give her, something medical, mm-hmm. not, you know, do, do, you, do you Christian. think that's really going to change her mind? If you really did find one study, do you think that she might find 10 more to refute you? Well, I just want to do, I want to do what I can. Mm. I mean, I want to at least give her some information. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know I can't control what she does with it, but I at least want to offer it to her. Yeah, I get it. I think what might be more uh, impactful is, is to kind of use your relationship to kind of talk with her about it. It sounds like you're, you're scared, Carly. You're concerned. You're worried. 
for your daughter and the effects of marijuana on her and what could happen if she's using that and, you know, for instance, she's driving or something like that. So I, I would really maybe, um, and, and maybe you have already, but but talk to her uh, about your concern and, and maybe the conversation goes something along the lines of, um, hey, I really love you. And I'm just really concerned for you. And I know that you're at the age where you get to make a lot of decisions for yourself and you're going to learn. And, and But you'll realize that some of them will be good for you and some of them won't be so good for you. And as your mom standing back, looking at what you're doing, having been there before, I can see the road ahead. And this is what my concerns are, right? And then you just kind of lay out what your mm-hmm. concerns are and just say, I know that you're going to make your own decision here, but I love you. Um, but in, in, in terms of answering some of your other question about having her submit to a drug test, if you are supporting her in ways like um, paying for her car or paying for her car insurance, I think you absolutely have that right um, to be able to uh, have a boundary along with your concern. To say, you know, mm-hmm. we're paying for this, and and but I'm not willing to have you, um, you know, do edibles or smoke marijuana and then drive a car that we're paying for. So if you want to do that, then I think then you can have her submit to a drug test. I agree, Carly, that adding teeth to the truth that you do not fund substance use. And by supporting her in other financial ways, you are in part funding her substance use unintentionally. Carly, I worked in detox and a rehab center, outpatient center, so I share your worries, especially since marijuana use is so normalized, and yet the truth remains that it continues to be a gateway substance to other substance use. It increases anxiety over the long run. It does make someone more susceptible to psychotic breaks, like you pointed out, and it keeps us emotionally and spiritually immature if we turn to it on a chronic basis to cope. So there is a great resource we can share with you. The Brain on Cannabis is a book that was written in part by our friend Dr. Daniel Amen, who does SPECT scans, um, imagery, brain imagery. And so it's very research-based. It's not a, um, belief, a Christian belief-based book. It's research-based. So The Brain on Cannabis. You can also find Dr. Amen at his website and on, on social media. And he does a lot of videos that would be simple to share with your daughter. And I think as you financially support her, it would be fine to make it a reading requirement that she needs to read this Mm -hmm. book if she wants to continue to receive your support. Perhaps you add that you'll need to have a counseling session with her and set up a strategy about this with a therapist of what will happen if she continues to use and how you will go about implementing random drug testing, which I also support. Carly, what do you think that your daughter's using the marijuana for? How's that helping her? I, she's very, um, she's a very healthy person overall. She likes to have fun with her friends. I mean, she, she doesn't really drink a whole lot. She might drink, I don't know, once a month or twice a month or something. She's not a big partier. She's really responsible. But I think she just, it's probably doing it like when she's sitting around relaxing with her friends and just wanting to you know, like do it recreationally for fun. I really don't think she has any like inner wounds or traumas or anything. Mm-hmm. So you think she's using it more to fit in? 
Yeah. Yes. Well, Carly, we hope that this plan we're presenting to you, which should include praise of how well your daughter is doing in general, but your concern and your boundaries and limits will help you move forward in this conversation with her. And involving her father in it is always a a helpful measure if he's a decent, healthy, relatively healthy man. We have another um, book to offer you directly, which is Understanding and Loving Your Child Who Smokes Pot. And so we will be sending that out to you and we encourage you to pick up The Brain on Cannabis. And we hope those two resources are helpful to you. Thank you so much for your call, Carly. Thank you all so much. I appreciate your help. All right. Okay. All right. I think we're going to go to Michael now, who's calling in from Bloomington, Illinois, and listens on Sirius XM. Hey, Michael. We're going to pull up Michael's call there on line three. Can you hear us, Michael? There we go. Hi, Michael. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? uh, Just jump right to your question. Uh, I was abused at the Catholic Church between the ages of five and fifteen and a half uh, by several different priests, and sometimes more than one priest at the same time. My direct question is, my oldest son is... 11, about to turn 12, and um, this was when the worst of my abuse uh, started to occur as a priest was transferred to our parish, and both priests were pedophiles at that time. Um, So I'm just looking, I I have a hard time, it breaks my heart, but I have a hard time looking at my son in the eyes. Michael, it is, it's not at, at all uncommon, actually, to have a very strong reaction when you've been traumatized and your child reaches the same age at which you experienced trauma. And so you are being triggered by your son's age, and your body is re-experiencing some of that trauma, resulting in some avoidance and a struggle to make eye contact with him. It, it's actually quite understandable that that's taking place, although it must feel so strange and so off that you're struggling to engage with your son. Michael, we are going to go to a break, and so we want to um, share some information with you, some ways to break through the avoidance and the withdrawal, the triggers that you're experiencing. So hold tight, and we will come back to you after the break. And folks, we'd like you to call us here at 1-800-229-3000. We'll be in the studio, and we want to take your call. So please give us a ring. We've got some lines open, and so again, we can still take your call, 1-800-229-3000, and we will be back after this brief break to answer more of your questions. find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. 
Welcome back to New Life. And again, we are still taking calls. You're welcome to call us at 1-800-229-3000. We've been talking with Michael. And um, Michael, if we're able to ask you a question here, there we go. Michael, would you tell us what kind of structured professional help have you received for the trauma that you went through as a child? Uh, I'm current, I've currently been in counseling about once a week for the last um, four or five years. Um, I was misdiagnosed uh, up until 2018 before it uh, was correctly diagnosed as PTSD and then at the time possible disassociative identity disorder. And then uh, when the lockdown of COVID hit in March of 2020, I couldn't stop the, uh, well, one, I couldn't do my normal coping mechanisms. Uh, and then, too, I couldn't stop the memories from coming back. And, ah, yes. Wow. How, uh, long, how long did your abuse go on for, Michael? About a decade between kindergarten and freshman year of high school. Wow. And so nobody knew about it. Is that right? Right. Uh, correct. In fact, when I had my first flashback at 18, it was misdiagnosed as a psychotic event. And um, then... <laughs> Then the family I came from ended up stopping talking to me because I refused to take medicine for schizophrenia, but mm-hmm. I did not have schizophrenia. And somewhere inside me knew that, and the medicine started to dull my senses, and I swore to myself during one of these events I would never forget, and so I refused to take medicine. But uh, I suicidal most of my life, and so I went back to see a doctor, and when I just was at wit's end again. I couldn't figure out why I was always so depressed uh, when I had a pretty good life from the outside. And then, Mm. like I said, that memories came back during COVID. And then in a miraculous fashion, I called out to Jesus to save me because I was pretty well addicted to alcohol, marijuana, and pornography. And the very next day, I got a phone call saying that um, someone had called my brother from the church and asked if Uh, something had happened there and I had not talked to my father about my mental health for like six years and I just said yeah I'm like 80 to 90 percent sure some bad stuff happened at church in the 90s and then he said well someone just called your brother and asked if bad stuff happened and then he realized that they cut me out of the family for about a decade on account of that and anyway sort of along my my 11 year old son's about to turn 12 and I remember clear as day 11 to 12 in the summer thereafter and like I said there was two priests at the time that were both pedophiles at the church uh, for the, about the next year and a half and so I just I know based off a of past experience I'm going to have a lot more triggers or uh, activations and, um, and, and my- additionally he's not a, he's Michael, we just praise you that you have stuck with therapy, even though you've been up against so much. Your story is is oh, just difficult to grasp. How you have survived so much, and would you tell us, Michael, how aware is it's a your? Miracle. It is, Michael. It is. How aware is your wife of the trauma you've gone through, and does your son have any level of knowledge of some of your trauma? So my wife is fully aware, and she's a, a real blessing in my life. Even as much as yesterday, she was saying, uh, you know, she was pushing back on some of what I was saying because I was, uh, without knowing it, pushing, uh, starting to put what I felt about my priest and my father onto her. And so then I realized I needed to, because of some events that had occurred, I needed to take the medicine I'm on a little bit earlier. So she's 
very aware, but she's not certainly not a trauma person. She regularly sure. says things that are just completely like facepalm. <laughs> oh. But and then my son knows something about PTSD, but. Uh, I mean, I, I finally had a question. I, I've always wanted to call in and just ask for prayers, and I've received prayer, and I always can feel the prayer. But yesterday, I couldn't stop crying, and, you know, my son could figure out that I was crying. And it, it just, I don't know how to bring it up with him. It's, uh, he's reading Proverbs this morning, you know, who can bear a crushed spirit? And Michael, your, your son, you can tell, <laughs> is, is a sensitive guy to how his dad is doing. And so even just in seeing your tears, he knows something is happening. But he probably also senses the avoidance of eye contact with him. Our, our kids are so savvy to that sort of thing. And so I want you to consider having a family therapy session, but doing some prep work with your therapist in advance so that the two of you can decide together with your wife's assistance at what level can we share some information that's age appropriate for your son, but also explains to him some of your emotional struggle that you are going through. And I think Mylan and Kay's book, How We Love, and their structured style of conversation through the comfort circle will both help you, Michael, to uh, share with your wife, your therapist, your son, um, some of what you are going through, but it will also help you to be a listener to your son with how your um, emotions are affecting him. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry for everything. Yeah, that he's, he's, actually the one that, he's actually the one that pointed out to me when I had my last increase in medicine about a month and a half ago, he commented that I look him in the eye more. Okay, <laughs> and that's, can tell. that's when I realized, oh, wow, I, I don't really look you in the eye at all, do I? Oh God! Well, that's that's good. Yeah, and yeah. and it sounds like you've just had such a hard life, Michael. And I'm so sorry. It sounds like as a kid, you use the mechanism called disassociation, and and kids often do that. They're not strong enough to fight. They're not fast enough to run, and so they they often, when bad things happen, they learn how to check out in their mind until the thing is over. And it sounds like that became adaptive for you, and and, and you did that for well, years. Not here. only that, there was I'm. I'm positive there was ketamine involved because that was street legal until 99. But I, I've read about experiences on that. That was mm-hmm. just my, I couldn't run also. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct, correct. And so your your son needs some context here because he needs to know that it's not it's not him, you know. And and I wonder if the lack of eye contact yeah. again, as Alice was saying, was a trigger. If you used lack of eye contact to avoid being seen and noticed um, when you were younger, and so oh, absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. So, Michael, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get the book to you. How we love our kids because that will help you. Um, put into practice these kind of conversation styles and, and really opening your heart up to your family in a healthy, safe way. We're going to get that book out to you. And I also want you to keep in mind our Emotional Freedom Workshop is coming up on April 15th. And that would just launch that good structured work you're doing in therapy. It would launch it forward even farther and faster. I think you could use the additional help. So, Michael, we're so grateful that you called and we'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for your son. And folks, we want to remind you all that Every Man's Battle is coming up this weekend in Dallas, and there is still time to give us a call. We still have spots available for that weekend. We offer scholarships, so uh, feel free to ask us about that. And we'd started the program off with Michelle Spadafora. And folks, if you could use some improvement in your health, your faith, your fitness, Michelle Spadafora and our weekend, Lose It for Life, which is online on March 18th, is the ticket for you. So please give us a call for more.
more information about that. All the resources that we offered today, How We Love, Our Every Man's Battle book, How We Love Our Kids, these resources are all available to you on our New Life website, and you can check that out at www.newlife.com. Please give us a call because not only do we help you on the air, but we can also get you connected with a counselor in your area. We can get you connected with the right workshop that is coming up soon for you, And, um, and we want you to be a part of our New Life family, and we're available to offer prayer, to offer support and answers in any way we can. So again, our number, 1-800-229-3000. And Mark, it's been a delight to have to be together with you on the program today. Folks, don't worry about Steve. He will be back. (laughs) We just had some technical difficulties there. But we'll get back on track again. And we'll be in the studio for another hour. And so we're happy to take your call and help you. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.